From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. And I welcome you today on this, our last broadcast day in 2022. Do you realize tomorrow is New Year's Eve and Sunday is New Year's Day? I mean, 2023 is right here upon us. And uh, listen, when Sunday comes, I hope that you're going to find your way to the house of God and get the new year started off right. We look forward to getting 2023 underway, and I trust it's going to be a great, great year. And I want to talk to you about that today. In fact, I'm going to entitle my comments today, Let's Just Talk About the New Year. It's important for us here in this holiday season, I mean, tomorrow being New Year's Eve, I mean, a lot of folks are going to do some very, very foolish things. They're going to get all boozed up, and uh, really, probably a lot of crazy things are going to happen centered around the New Year's celebration. And I want to encourage you, don't let yourself get ensnared in all of that. Don't let yourself get entrapped by such things, but instead... Just determine you're going to go to church on Sunday. There's going to be no booze all weekend long. You're going to stay safe, and you're going to make some really, really important resolutions about how you go about the new year. Now, I'm going to ask you a few questions today. I mean, are you satisfied with where you've been, what you've done, how you've conducted yourself in 2022? Well, I think most of us would have to say we've got room to improve. And we could improve if we'll just decide that we're going to make some strides and going to do things the right way, or we're going to put more energy into doing things the right way. There's several passages from the Bible that come to mind as I think about the beginning of the new year. For example, in Philippians chapter number three, you remember the passage where the Apostle Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. That is, he's saying, I don't feel like I've arrived. I don't feel like that I've done everything that I should or that I've been as successful as I should about some things. But he said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, there are things to put behind, there are things to put out front. And whenever you do that, just press on, press forward. Don't let yourself get bogged down, but stay in the loop. I mean, just stay motivated. Keep yourself going strong. Here's another passage that I think has some real applicability to this New Year season. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and following, which say, And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Now, that is a powerful passage, and it just tells us that we need to recognize the time for what it is. And where we are right now at this moment, well, the old year is about to be done, and a new year is about to begin. And whenever we think about what might not have gone well in this past year, 
it's high time that we just said, hey, we're going to get things back in order. We're going to get things up and running like it's supposed to be in the new year. And he tells us, you know, there's a vast difference between daylight and dark, between the high noon and the midnight. And we need to understand that there is a difference. That's why he says, let's walk as in the light. Let's walk honestly. Let's not get ourselves entrapped in all of the shenanigans of the world. Here's another passage that I think will have some impact on us if we'll take it to heart. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verses 11 and 12. He says, as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that you would walk worthy of God who hath called you into his kingdom and glory. So the Lord has called us. He's called us to be his children. He's called us to walk with him. He's called us to serve him. We're called to be identified with the Lord. And he says, therefore, we should walk worthy of him. Let's not embarrass him by our behavior. Let's not embarrass him by doing things that do not become a child of God. Let's honor the name of God if we're going to wear the name. And then he says, you know how I have exhorted you. That would suggest that uh, instruction has been given, and now he's putting on just a little bit of gentle pressure, some persuasion to get them to do what he's instructed them to do. And then that word comfort is used there, and that's a word that has to do with encouragement. It's like really being as uh, persuasive uh, as possibly can be, and at the same time he says, and charged every one of you. That is, I mean, he's really putting the intensity on it personally. It's not something that you can do for somebody else or somebody else can do for you, but he's just putting the pressure, so to speak. I mean, some really intense persuasiveness. He's putting that on them and just telling them they need to go that route. So we have passages like that. Here, here's another one, in fact, in uh, 1 Thessalonians, also chapter 5, Let's look at this one. This is a whole paragraph of stuff. He says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, and listen when he begins to make this transition, he says, See how the world does things? See how it happens out there in the darkness of the world? But he says, but ye, brethren, that is, Christians ought to have a distinctive difference. And he says, you are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We're not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. You and I have so much going for us when we become children of God, and we should not let ourselves slip back into the world. And I fear that some folks who are saved, some folks even who wear the name of Christian, and most of the year they behave themselves, but they get to New Year's and it's like, well, everybody's doing this. 
And so they wind up toasting the new year with alcohol, and it really sets a bad precedent. It really makes a terrible testimony. And honestly, some folks will get their first taste of alcohol on New Year's Eve, and they'll then be doing it all year long. And before they know it, they will absolutely be an alcoholic, which is another term for being a drunk. Now, folks, I'm just simply saying the Bible lays out the case here very, very well for us. You and I need to understand the old year is fleeting, and we need to let it go. The past is in the past. And uh, sometimes we look back at yesterday and we say, well, there was a sin in my life, and I sinned sometime in November or October or September or whatever. Listen, you need to come to God for forgiveness and ask Him to forgive you, and then let it go, dear friend. Put it in the past. But some of you may will have to say September, August, July, somewhere along in there, I tried something and it just absolutely failed miserably, and I can't get over the fact it cost me tens of thousands of dollars, and I am still floundering in that failure. Dear friend, let it go. Put it in the past. Get up. Get up off the mat and get to marching again like you ought to do. You say, but I had somebody else fail me. I had somebody terribly disappoint me. I had somebody who just betrayed me. It happened last March or last April or last June. Dear friend, whatever has happened in that regard, folks who may have failed you miserably, they may have just absolutely betrayed you. But I think, again, my advice is good. Let it go. Put it in the past. You see, the past can be an albatross. And if you let your own failure your own sin, or if you let the failures of others hang around your neck and just drag you down to the point where you're about to drown in depression all the time, I'm telling you, that is not the way that I want you to look at 2023. I want you instead to determine by the grace of God that you are going to put the things of the past in the past, and instead of the past being an albatross, let it be a stepping stone that gets you headed in the right direction. Now, here's another thing. The new year can be a fresh start. Uh, There was a poet years ago who had a piece he called The Land of Beginning Again. And that's something the Lord offers to us. It is a place of beginning again. You see, the Lord's a great forgiver. I mean, all you have to do is look at some of the things in the Bible. Think about the woman at the well in John chapter 4. The Lord forgave her. Think about the woman taken in adultery in John chapter 8. The Lord forgave her. Think about Simon Peter, who went on a cussing spree and betrayed the Lord in a miserable fashion. The Lord forgave him. Think about Saul of Tarsus, who was a murderer and a persecutor of Christians, and the Lord forgave him and saved him. I look into the Old Testament. I think about Moses, who made some bad mistakes early in his life. And guess what? The Lord forgave him and used him mightily. Think about Jonah who uh, really just refused to follow the Lord early on and went through all of that mess that we read about with the whale, all of that, and yet God forgave him and used him. So listen, all of these things tell me that you and I can have a fresh start. You may have failed. You may have sinned. You may have been disappointed in somebody. You may have had some great financial reverse. You may have in some way had just a number of unpleasant, disagreeable, I mean, things that just burden you. Well, it's time to get a fresh start, and the new year provides an opportunity for that. Let me say another thing here. You are not a unique case, dear friend. 
Sometimes we think, oh my, nobody's had it like I've had it. Well, that's not exactly the way it is. The Bible says there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. And God promises that whatever the temptation is, he will make a way for you to escape it. So here's what you have to deal with. You've got to deal with your past. You're dealing right now with your present and with the Lord's goodness and grace allowing us days yet to come, we have a future. And so Put the past in the past. Stand up, man up. Decide you're going to make today what it ought to be, what it can be by the grace of God and the goodness of God and the blessings that God will give to you. And then plan for the future. If that be one day, one week, one month, one year, or a whole century of time, whatever that it may be, plan for that. Determine you're going to make it count in the strongest possible way. And listen, now's the time to do that. Not next week, not next month, but do it now. You say, what are you asking me to do? I'm asking you, number one, to trust the Lord. I'm asking you, number two, to get your life on track. I'm asking you, number three, to get in a good, solid local church. I'm asking you, number four, to start reading your Bible every day. I'm asking you, number five, to pray. Pray in the morning. Pray in the evening. Pray in the noonday. Pray before you go to sleep at night. I'm asking you, number six, to eliminate all of the trashy stuff that would take you where you don't need to go. Whatever that is, just eliminate it. And then add the kind of positive input into your life that will enable you to stay strong and stay encouraged. I'm telling you, we're talking about the new year, and I hope that when we get back together here again on Monday, that we'll get off to a great, clean start, and I'll have some more things for you then. I trust that you'll join me, and we'll plan to have a great, great time as we get together here on Monday. In the meantime, I want you to write me a note. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. I love to hear from you. So write to me. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until Monday, God bless you, dear friend. Stay safe now. Have a great weekend, and goodbye for now.